Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Podcast with me, Georgina Knoll. This is where I share the inner workings of my mind and my world and occasionally interview some kick-ass people from my life and from the industry in which I work so that you can help yourself up-level to what it takes to become a six-figure earner in the coaching industry. I don't just help coaches, I help artists and creators, visionaries from all walks of life. But if you know that you have been needing to feel seen and heard and understood, and sometimes you feel like a hot fucking mess, and you just feel like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if there was someone out there who was sharing their internal processing so I didn't feel like I was so fucking crazy? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Inner Work. I hope you enjoy the show. Yo, we're going to go straight in today. No fluff. Sometimes people don't realise, and this is something people, I think a lot of people don't realise, about growth, is when you choose your next level, if you will, when you choose your next level, when you choose the next piece that you wish to move through that you feel is blocking you or stopping you and you're resisting, you're likely going to start doing, if you're like me, right, you're going to start doing some inner work around it. You might journal, you might read a book, you might listen to a podcast and start to get curious. You might even get frustrated or a bit aggro about like, why can't I seem to like figure this fucking thing out, right? You might actually get like agitated about it. And then you're going to start to ask things like, why can't I see past this? Why does this keep happening to me? What am I not seeing? What is it that I haven't yet cleared? What part of me is still not healed around this? There's going to be lots of questions that you start to ask. As soon as you ask that question, the answer is formulated. The answer is actually presented, but you just might not like the way in which it's presented. (laughs) So sometimes, and I was reminded of this recently, sometimes what will happen is... I was like working through a little niggle on something and I just could not, the, I was doing the tapping, I was doing the energetic clearing and likely those things are what has like bubbled this, the, the physical manifestation of the situation is likely this is what has allowed, create space for it to bubble to the surface. Excuse me, I'm burping there because that's obviously correct. And So I was looking at some stuff around money and around like anchoring into launches and just lots of pieces around, um, just as usual with me, like the energetic stuff, the emotion stuff, the embodiment stuff, all the things I talk about all the time, looking at this next level self and putting the pieces together and not really like feeling at that phase where you're a bit ego deathy and there's a lot of different moving pieces. Like, well, I know I want to make that much money, but I also want to be able to, you know, serve the people at this position in their money mindset or their energetic frequency work with money journey. And I also want to create space for the people who are really ready to do this deep, deep work and understand the level of investment. And, you know, sometimes I think people forget when they're not doing this work all the time and maybe you're not in the coaching industry. So maybe this is still like feel it like it feels aspirational or triggering but you kind of know there's some truth in it, otherwise you wouldn't be here, right? It's like sometimes, I know coaches who charge like half a million for one-to-one for a year, 
right? And they like do like 20 minute calls or whatever, like once a month. Like, you know, there are people out there who are charging all sorts of different prices for their work. So that's one thing to understand is that no matter how high you put your pricing for the level for the work that you do, there's going to be somebody out there who's already charging more than you. And eventually they're going to surface and you'll be like, oh, fuck, I thought that my work was relatively high level, right? So what was interesting to me is that as I start to clear this stuff, I could feel like this, this brewing resistance. So I start to do my gut cleanse and I was like, huh, okay, this is cool. Like now I'm starting to understand some emotions coming up here for me to feel. So I did my emotional processing work and had a little tantrum. And then a couple of my clients started to have this, this resistant stuff bubble up. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, maybe try having a tantrum, you know, like, because sometimes we hold this energy in and we think that we need to like be so fucking, <laughs> like we need to be really grown up about it. And we need to very bright and we're very self-aware. So it's like, right, I'm going to make sure that I process this in a very contained manner and I don't get too emotional about it and all that good stuff. And actually what we really need to do is like bang our fists on the floor and have a bit of a scream in the car to some heavy metal music, you know, and like get it out of our system. But we don't often let ourselves go to that place of big emotional release because there's sometimes we've, you know, we've been conditioned basically that it's not valuable or it's not necessary and it's not very attractive, that kind of thing. So I, you know, allowed myself to have like a proper like mm, stamp my feet like I'm a fuck you, I'm a brat, and like had like a big stomp session and got it out of my system. It felt so fucking good, not gonna lie. I was like, ah, oh, this feels amazing. And then I started to advise it, you know, when I saw this stuff bubbling up in my clients, I was like, oh, of course, like we're also connected that it's interesting how people are drawn to me at different parts on their journey and how that will often reflect like something I've just worked through myself or it will show me a mirror to a deeper layer of something that I need to process. And that's something about coaching work, right, is that when you're really in tune with the energetics of this stuff and the older I've got the more I live into like the next phase of my sixth line the next um level or like the the more I understand that my role in this world is actually to model certain things and that is going to be triggering for people and then they get to decide whether they see that as a gift and take it on themselves and grow through it or whether they project it on me and make it all about me like that's that's up to them but I'm experiencing something really interesting, which is getting to see the blind spot that I didn't know I had, right? And this is, as we are going, we're doing expression in the portal, my like 12 month membership energetic evolution program. We are doing expression this month and a big part of expression is actually communication. So I've had some conversations in my life that I, <laughs> there's a couple of conversations in my life, one in particular, that I've really been putting off having, <laughs> and it is business related, but I've been putting off having this conversation, and I've been procrastinating, and holding back, and like, umming and ahhing, and the little people pleasers come out, and I've got to do some work with them, and I've got to do some work with my victim, and with my kind of ragey teenager who's like all, <laughs> all up in her self-righteousness, and how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> so it's really like I'm laughing now because it's fun when you remember that like 
you're having you're an energetic being having a physical experience in this physical body in this physical realm and you are literally manifesting the physical things that you need to work through and process in order and like heal and integrate in order to reach your next step of evolution then the triggers and things it doesn't mean they don't hurt and it doesn't mean that they're not uncomfortable they are they're fucking uncomfortable <laughs> i'm not going to pretend like oh it's so fun i think i've said this before but it's it's not all like unicorns candy floss you know it is like it's fucking down and dirty but being able to witness yourself in that process and still feel the emotions move through it and come out the other side. You don't have to be a fucking robot. You don't have to be a robot. That's not what this human experience is about. You're going to get triggered by stuff. You're going to have emotions come up. And sometimes, you know what? You're going to want to block those motherfuckers out and be like, you know, I'm like, not today. (laughs) Not today, Satan. Not today. But you're also going to have days where you get like that switch gets tripped inside of you. And you're going to feel the activation and be like, oh shit, I'm being triggered right now because I've been coming up against this resistance wall and no amount of me pushing against this like quote unquote problem or block, no amount of me pushing against this wall of resistance is actually creating a solution for me. So, hmm, how might I be able to loosen the resistance what is it I'm not seeing we start asking these questions right and then when we are in a point of absolute like feeling soothed in our nervous system relaxing chilling we suddenly create space for the trigger to come and I think sometimes what happens for people is they're like work 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 distract 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 busy 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 then they go oh right okay I've been pushing up against this thing doesn't seem to be working for me. Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take a day off. And then they move away from the problem. They go and have a lovely day. And then they end up picking a a fight with their spouse or they end up, you know, there's something that will happen that will um, create like an upper limit scenario. And they'll be like, oh, why am I? What? We were having such a lovely day and now it's turned into this. Or, you know, the car will break down. Something will happen. And then they the day that you've planned to have like this beautiful rest day or maybe it'll happen like the day after you've allowed your system to rest okay but usually these things certainly for me these um these triggers or activations seem to happen (laughs) when I'm like laughing at myself because I'm as I'm saying this I'm noticing how many times this has happened throughout my life and as I'm speaking it I'm really understanding the pattern here so I will re- I'll push up against resistance for a while, then I'll allow myself to just rest and be like, look, take a fucking day off, chill out, snuggle up under your blanket, and then I'll have a lovely day, and then something, either that day or the next day, as I'm chilled and I'm not staring at the fucking, like, you know, what I believe to be a problem, something will be like, bing! <laughs> and it will activate the fuck out of me. Somebody will say something, I will see something on the TV, I'll, I'll feel a sensation in my body and then it, it will trigger something and I will find myself in a place of, oh shit, now I'm able to see what was really holding me back 
And this happens with my clients as well. It can also look like you've been in resistance around doing something for a long time and then you kind of convince yourself out of it. You come and work with me and I say to you, you just need to do it actually at this point. Like we've done the clearing, we've done the processing. Now you actually just need to like hit the button. The next step is to take the action and like hit the button. And what will often happen is they're like, yes, and then they do it and there's this high and it's like, fuck yeah, I did the thing. And then they'll get triggered. Oh, I did that thing and I didn't get the the result that I expected. Oh my God, I'm a failure. Oh my God, no one loves me. Oh my God, this, that. All these memories come up around all the times where you were unimportant or dismissed or nobody appreciated you or whatever. Because you've been asking for, why have I been playing so small? Why have I been hiding? Why haven't I been making the money I want? Why don't I allow myself to have the body results that I want? You've been asking yourself these questions and then you either take the action or you, you know, basically what you're doing is you're creating space. You're like, I've mentioned this analogy before, but it's almost like, you know, you're starting an old car and all the dust is like sputtering out of the exhaust to get the engine running. And then you suddenly realize like, oh fuck, the brakes are fucked. Like I need to upgrade the brakes on this thing. Like, oh Jesus, the speedometer doesn't even work anymore. Like, oh, I thought it was just that, that I just didn't want to drive the car, but actually now I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh shit, man, this needs some work. And it's like, we don't want to look at maybe what lives under the hood in our unconscious mind. So we just convince ourselves, oh, I don't want that much money. I don't want to be that visible online. I don't want to work with those clients. Like, it's fine. I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. But then you keep coming up against blocks anyway, and you create a sense of dissatisfaction and a lack of fulfillment in your life. So then you get these triggers come up. You either take the step and you create space, like, you know, foot on the accelerator and you blow the dust out and it's like, oh fuck, now I'm seeing all the reasons. I'm getting all the triggers coming up at once around why I actually didn't want to be seen or I didn't want to make this much money or whatever. And (laughs) it can also be because you allow yourself to step away from the problem and create space by arresting. So really it's about when you create space to feel, when you create space for things to actually drop into the body to process and move through them, there is going to be a moment where you might feel some emotional or energetic restriction, contraction, a little bit of pain. And we don't want to feel pain. Even me, old hardcore Noel here, going in with the triggers, coming in hot, I fucking hate it. I'm not going to pretend like... There's a part of me that celebrates the triggers and fucking loves it because I'm like, oh yeah, next level baby, let's go. And it's actually less work when someone else is the trigger. Like when someone else or something happens in our life, what a gift. It means that we didn't actually have to sit down and journal, meditate, figure it out on our own. So someone else came in to support us by being the example or asking the question or saying the comment that then allowed us to be so fucking triggered that it shone a light on our shit. So there is an absolute celebration around what a gift it is to have these triggers. But also, I hate it. I love it and I hate it. You're allowed to love and hate something. (laughs) It's okay. You can have more than one emotion at the same time. I hate it. I hate the feeling of being triggered. I hate the feeling of that like panic that sometimes like flares up like, oh fuck. 
this person doesn't like me or, oh, fuck, this person's calling me out as a fraud or, oh my God, that person said this about me and I still hold that belief about myself. Shit, they know. So of course, don't be thinking that when you see these fucking high level bitches, you know, me and beyond, don't think that we sit there and we're like, oh yeah, a trigger. Oh, <laughs> I laugh in the face of my emotional discomfort. <laughs> That's just, it's not real. We all spend moments fucking cradling ourselves, bubbly snot crying on the floor, rocking back and forth, go why? We all spend moments being like, fuck you, asshole. We all spend moments being like, you know, oh fuck. I want to contract and I want to hide and please just let the world go away. That doesn't stop. All that happens is that you get better at noticing it, processing it, and then you learn from it and you integrate it and move forward. And then you receive even more good stuff. So it's less about when I started using something like EFT, I remember about six months in or a year in, can't quite remember the timeline, it's not really important. But at some point on my journey, I realized like, oh, I love EFT because it's fucking powerful. I understand energy work. It's really, really powerful, trauma release, all that stuff. Like I, I get it. It helped me yield massive results and traction in my life. And I started to use it sometimes, not always, but sometimes because I hadn't realized how small I'd allowed my inner world to become at the time. When I started using EFT, it started to open up new avenues, new ways of thinking and expanding into like, oh, maybe this is possible. Maybe that's possible. Maybe that's possible. And what was really exciting for me at that time was like, oh, that must mean that there's so much more available and everything I've seen inside of me is actually possible and it is true and I can make this happen for myself. And so, oh, my boyfriend's about to pop in, so I'm just going to pause while the dog barks. Please hold. Dog started barking and I have moved my butt upstairs. I'm back. And so that might be seen as like a really kind of positive outcome or use and application of energy work and EFT, etc. What I then began to notice was that because I'd seen how quickly it diffuses emotional pain, I started to use it almost to like pave the way ahead so that I didn't have to feel pain again. And... When we've spent a lot of our life feeling traumatized, feeling struggle, feeling emotional pain, if you're very like empath soul, you know, if you're very sensitive human, you may begin to feel like as you walk forward in life, it can feel a bit like you're stepping on rakes all the time and they're smacking you in the face. And every time you get smacked in the face by a rake, it's like, oh, now I have to take six months to go and process before I can move forward. And actually actually (laughs) what you really need to do is like feel and nurture the bruise on your face from getting smacked in the face of the rake and then just get the fuck up and keep moving and the quicker we get and the more adept we get at (laughs) is that the right word to use there I don't know let's go with it uh the better you get at 
getting the rake in the face or like standing standing on the thorn or whatever, you end up being able to move through things so much quicker and so much more gracefully, but that still doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt like an absolute motherfucker in the moment. Because the thing about, if you just, how many, um, I feel like we could make this a drinking game at this point in this episode. Every time she says trigger, take a shot. <laughs> um, but when you feel that em- emotional charge, there you go, that's, that's a bit different, isn't it? Mix it up a bit, Noel. When you feel the emotional charge around something, the quicker you get from a place of feeling the pain, however you do that, whether it's moving through the pain, whether it's having a big scream, whether it's just doing some tapping to diffuse the situation a little bit in your nervous system so you can calibrate and actually feel what's moving for you. The quicker you spot it and the better you get at spotting it, it's really just practice. It just takes time. So don't panic if you're not there yet. You will get there. Just keep going. The quicker you get at doing that, the better you will find you are at navigating growth in general. Because that's really the key. How we deal with those triggers really and how quickly and gracefully we deal with them. Even And when I say gracefully, it doesn't mean it has to be pretty. It can be fucking like, you know, bubbly snot cry, rage scream in the car, ugly. However, if we are holding the emotional charge in the body and allowing it to build and build and then like eating, you know, a lot of people will kind of like, it even happened to me last night, actually. I had a phone call with my mum. So this is a real life example of, you know, how I dealt with the trigger. Spoke to my mum on the phone last night. One of my relatives has got COVID. And when I spoke to my mum, she was like, well, we did see her, but she hadn't been diagnosed yet. So we probably haven't got it. And I was like, I've been very like, it's okay, like I've had it, natural immunity, don't worry about it, I'm good, I've been traveling to London and whatnot, and I'm just not been worried about it, you know, like, because since I had it Christmas, I'm like, well, natural immunity, I've got the antibodies now, all good, let's go champ. But then when my mum told me that last night about my auntie having it, and then her being like, oh, I don't think we've got it, we should be fine, and blah, 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 I was like, mm. and I got really weird, I got really weird about it, I was like, I think you should go and get tested, I think you should go and get <laughs> It's like totally not me at all. And I could feel this like fear, panic, anxiety, paranoia, all this stuff like rising up in my water element. I was like, oh my God. And I got off the phone to my boyfriend and I was like, oh fuck. I haven't processed the trauma of actually having COVID. So there would have been a time where I would have had that conversation with my mum. I'd have been triggered into my own personal trauma. Thank you very much. And then I would have perpetuated that and grown it and amplified it and I'd have sat there going I can't believe she's not getting tested what does she think what is this and what if that and then I'd have you know had all these crazy stories playing out in my head about what was going to happen and how I could control it and how I could like you know maybe boss them around into doing something because you know I need them to take care of themselves because if anything happens to them then I'm going to have to feel the pain of that and how can I wrap everyone in my life in bubble in uh, in bubble wrap so that no one ever gets hurt and I never have to feel the pain of anyone in my life being hurt and blah 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 Ugh, exhausting. So what actually happened, and then I probably would have eaten, right? So what happened last night was I spoke to my boyfriend about it and I was like, oh God, I literally put the phone down. And I was like, oh shit, I've been so activated into my own trauma around how I haven't dealt with that. Like there's obviously still something there for me to fully process and move through. 
And he was like, oh, okay. And we just had a little bit of a chat. And then he gave me a big hug and I just had a big cry. And I was like, it was just so scary. I thought I was going to die. I was really like, it was a really scary experience for me. And, you know, I didn't have it as bad as some, but your personal experience is your personal experience and you can't let anyone tell you that it's not valid, right? I'm not going to gaslight myself. If I felt traumatized, I felt traumatized. So I allowed myself to have a big bubbly snot cry and just say, like, I was really afraid and let it move through me because at the time I didn't have the emotional resources to feel it and process it because I was really fucking sick. But also I had to kind of, push it down a bit, you know, because I couldn't actually process what was happening and because it would have just consumed me. So I spent a lot of my time, although my defense is very low and I've spent a lot of time feeling quite like that weird depression that a lot of people are getting with the the COVIDs. um, I very much found myself be like in the moments where I did have more of my mental and emotional faculties in place and felt, you know, a bit more energized or whatever, a bit healthier in those little peaks, I was able to kind of adjust my mindset and be like, no, come on, get yourself together. No, like you're going to get through this. It's just a virus. You're absolutely fine. You're healthy. You're young. You're fit. All this good stuff. But there was obviously still this part of me in there that was like fucking terrified and didn't know what was happening. So when that part of me came up, and during the conversation with my mom, it was so fascinating to me because I obviously had my cry, I looked at it, realised there was still some stuff for me to move through there. And when I was talking about it, <laughs> it just reminded me like how often our need to eat, because I, I sat, I had a little bubbly snot cry and then I was like, I need to eat. And that's what triggered it. It was like, got off the phone and I went, I need to, I just really want to eat something now. And my boyfriend looked at me and he's like, okay, what just happened? And then that's when the trigger came. So it's like, I needed to eat. I was like, I really want some chocolate. And I wasn't going to do it, but I felt this, that old feeling of this like little demon inside me going, eat chocolate now, just fucking eat, just eat chocolate, numb out. Don't fucking, you don't have to feel this, just eat. And I was like, whoa, that is not right. And even my boyfriend spotted it. He's like, are you okay? Like, maybe you shouldn't have spoken to your mom on the first day of your period. Like, was that a bad idea? <laughs> I love my mom, but nothing triggers us like family, right? And yeah, so that's kind of the story of what happened to me last night and what was what I got to move through because it really showed me like, oh, yeah, that was really horrible. But I could have just gone and eaten and numbed it out and then just carried it around for a bit longer and it could have held me back and kept me stagnant for a bit longer. Or I could just be really honest about what I was feeling, have a little cry. And then I didn't, I I even forgot that I'd wanted chocolate until I'm literally until I'm talking about it right now. I almost forgot that point in the story because that's how irrelevant it actually was. We want to make it about the cravings. We want to make it about the money blocks. We want to make it about like what is presenting, as I mentioned in the last uh, podcast episode, we want to talk about the symptoms and the leaves. We don't always want to look at what's actually in the roots of the tree because we're afraid that we're going to unearth something real fucking dark that we're not going to be able to deal with. But I trust myself to be able to deal with shit. I pay mentors to support me when I want to move through that stuff and I don't feel like I can do it alone, right? So this is, I think this is the real difference of someone who lives their life and like my lifestyle is basically growth and expansion. It's my fucking life. 
it is my life. I don't, I am not an artist. I am not an actor. I am not a writer. You know, like I write stuff and I do perform when it comes to, you know, getting my message out there. I love to be on stage and all of that stuff. But my business is an extension of who I am at my core. I am naturally an expander. And for me to not expand would be to do a massive disservice to the people that I'm on this planet to activate. I wanted to say serve, but I don't really love the word serve because it kind of creates a hierarchy. Um, But yeah, the people that I'm here to activate and model and work with and the people whose lives I'm meant to enrich either with the negative triggers or with positive inspiration, aspiration and affirmation, right? For me to play small just because I'm afraid that I might have to feel some emotion sometimes would be so fucking short-sighted. And I see it happen all the time. I see it happen. I don't, people don't want to get in discomfort around money. They don't want to get in discomfort around having difficult conversations. And I, you know, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen for me. Of course it does. I am human as fuck as much as I try not to be. (laughs) Not going to lie. Six line alien vibes. But I am human. I'm here having a human experience. And part of that is pain. Part of being human is pain. And we can chase the highs and we can chase the winds. But if we're not willing to sit in the pain, then we can't ever really go as high as we want to go. I remember in some of the work that I did with um, Melanie and Leia in the summer, I was like to give credit when something has come from a process with somebody. Um, I think it might have been for my exponential wealth program, but I can't actually remember which one it was. But she talks about, you know, in order to get the highs, you you calibrate to the lows and the you'll only get given as much as you can hold. And that works in both directions. You don't just keep going up and 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 up. Right? You don't just keep working the same muscle over and over and over and over and over again. Eventually you'll get injured and you'll have to rest. Eventually you'll have to give that muscle time to feel the doms. And I might have even said this in my last podcast, I can't remember, but it feels relevant here too. We forget growing pains. When you were a kid and you grew and your bones stretched and your skin stretched, it hurt. When your new teeth came through, it fucking hurt, right? You break a bone when it's healing, it aches, it itches, it lets you know it's there. But we don't go, oh, right, I'm just going to ignore this and keep going anyway. (laughs) You know, we go, we get the help, we get the support, we do the physical healing. And when it comes to the emotional, mental and spiritual stuff, people are just, it's so stigmatized still in some areas of the world and in some, you know, industries or whatever, that we've got to remember, growth is like working a muscle and you create micro tears in the muscle and then you have to let it heal. Otherwise, if you keep working it, you're going to fuck it up. Same is true with your spiritual well-being. You're also not just going to the gym to keep working the same muscles over and over and over again and get like like one massive bicep because then you're going to look really fucking unbalanced. And spirituality, emotional work, growth work is the great equalizer. You can trust that. When you start to overextend or push too hard, it is going to snap you back to reality. It is going to, when I say reality, I mean it is going to snap you back into your body and it's going to remind you, hey bitch, you've got a physical body and you've got to bring that with you. 
And the physical body holds trauma. The physical body holds the emotional, mental and physical scars of the things that have happened to you in the past. And sometimes, as when you're at the gym, sometimes you'll do a new movement, you'll activate a muscle you haven't used properly before. You'll put, you know, you'll create some space in the system and your ankle will start working in a new way and a new range of movement it hasn't hit in a long time and it will bring up an old injury and it's like when I had my knee problem last summer it actually stemmed from an ankle injury that I got when I was a fucking like 12 or something when I used to roller skate and I rolled my ankle the injury came from there I'd healed around it And then because I was progressing my training in Muay Thai and, you know, I was getting my kicks better, which means that there's more elevation on the ball of the foot, which means there's more mobility in the ankle, all of that stuff. It's like that, that growth in my Muay Thai and my technique, amazing growth. Oh, there's a little niggle here that you just need to realign. So I go to the osteopath, he realigns the system, I carry on training, everything's fine. But we're not so good at doing that for our emotional, spiritual and mental health. We can feel like we're just going to push through, push through, push through. And we forget to give ourselves time to have like the DOMS, right? Delayed onset muscle um, symptoms or syndrome. So you've got to give yourself time to integrate, to recalibrate, to have the emotional DOMS. Because it's going to hurt when you've stretched yourself, when you've posted something online, when you've raised your prices, when you've done something new and like you've spoken about something that you never thought you'd speak about online and you've suddenly gone and you've stretched yourself beyond that point you thought you'd ever go because it felt really good at the time and you were like, yeah, riding that wave of expansion. And then as soon as you've done it, you're like, oh, fuck vulnerability hangover. It's emotional doms. (laughs) That's all that's happening. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to go and delete it. You don't have to stop. You don't have to backpedal or change anything. It's in that moment where you get to chill, take care of your emotional being, take care of your human. And then when you're ready, carry on. And you know, sometimes you do work out with doms. Sometimes you know that it's just like, oh, actually, that's okay. I can that's just kind of my body doing what it needs to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to work a different area of the body today. So maybe you've stretched yourself in your visibility and you think, do you know what? I'm going to do some work on my, like my money mindset or my relationship stuff today. It's really just understanding that your body is going to continue to bring to want to bring you back to a place of homeostasis. And it's going to want to bring you back to a balance point that has been set There'll be like, the way that I see it is as a balance point, an anchor point in the past where you felt safe and it's like, I want to recreate this. And there's also this expansion point that kind of lives in a future timeline, but of course is still anchored in your body. You're still connected to it now. And it's almost like finding the the really beautiful point and it's almost like moving that that past peg and bringing it to where you are now and staking it in the ground today and being like cool right I'm going to grow from here because I'm safe here everything's good here cool this is my new anchor point this is my new energetic set point so with money that might look like right my new standard is just five figure months boom that's just how it gets to be from now on and everything else is expansion and I might ping back to 10k a month but that's okay. And then when you've expanded beyond and you're like at 50k range, you might go, do you know what? I actually never make less than 45k. 
great, put that stake in the ground. So it's really just about understanding your own growth process and remembering to reground as you are growing. So when you get triggered, it is not to send you spiraling back to where you used to be 10 years ago, five years ago. It's just a little reminder that, oh, you're growing. You have a choice now. You can either honor the trigger, move it through, have a little look at it, or you can eat, distract yourself. You know, you can you can do either. You can either sabotage yourself with old patterns of distraction and numbing out, or you can let yourself do the uncomfortable work of feeling it for a few minutes, maybe even a day or two, if you like, if it takes that long, if maybe if you're an emotional authority, I don't know, I'm not, uh, but maybe it takes a bit longer to move that through the body. I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert on that one. But either way, it will move through. And on the other side of it, you will have integrated a lot more solidly if you just allowed yourself to feel the growing pains. So that's what I have to say today. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of people sharing this one going, this one was so triggering. And, you know, like shot glasses. <laughs> I think I might have hit an all-time record there. Maybe someone should contact Guinness Book of Records and get them to listen to this podcast. Like, how many times can one woman use the word triggering and get away with it? <laughs> oh, as always, hmm. I just want to take a moment of real deep in my body, in my belly, in my heart, moment of gratitude every single person who's listened to this podcast, whether this is your first episode, whether you're, you know, um, an only binger and you have listened to all of the things in all of the places, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever brought you to this podcast, just sending you so much love, so much gratitude. Thank you so much for being here and for being a witness to me in the various states and stages of my process, my business. It is such an honor for, to have your eyes and your ears on me, on my work, on my world, witnessing my expansion and growing with me through it all. So I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world that there are people out there who are interested enough into the internal workings of my crazy mind to actually sit down and listen to me whiffling on about all things mindset. I'm so, so grateful that you took the time out of your day to spend a few minutes with me. So if you'd like to know more, then please do pop over to Facebook and check out Mindset and Life Transformations, which is my free Facebook community for all things mindset and energy work. I'm also on Instagram at Georgina Noel EFT, so you can find me there and find out even more about my weird and wonderful world where I do all of the crazy magic things. And also I train martial arts, so you get to see a lot of me hitting things too. I really do share all that I am on that amazing platform. So come on over, follow me, send me a message, say hi, let me know you listen to the podcast. Have an amazing rest of your day. And also, yay, celebrating myself for finally doing an intro and outro for this motherfucker. Have a wicked day. Bye.